you are now entering the Podglomerate. Hello and welcome to Plus 7 Intelligence, the show about how games impact people. My name is Chess, and today I have an episode that I did not think was going to actually become a reality. Those of you in the community Discord know that recently my laptop uh, died, and when it died, I thought that I had lost access to the one set of audio files for an interview that I did not have a cloud backup for. But somehow, I was able to get my laptop working very briefly, just long enough to back up everything that I needed for this interview, so I'm happy to actually be able to get it out there. So, what is this interview? Well, this is one of the interviews that I actually live-streamed on Twitch. So, some of you may have already seen this and heard it. It is an interview with return guest Dan Machado, of Smart Iguana Games, and he is the founder of a board game design and publishing company. And Dan was on last season talking about his first board game design called Gravity Warfare. So when I heard he had another game coming out, I thought this would be a great time to catch up with him about that. And I am releasing this on Christmas Eve of all days because I wanted to get this out there as soon as I could after I realized that I had the files that I needed so that you listeners would have an opportunity to check out this Indiegogo campaign before it ends. I believe it ends December 31st, so if you're listening to this episode close to when it airs, you'll have a chance to hop on the Indiegogo campaign. All right, I am here with Dan Machado. He is one of the founders of Smart Iguana Games, and he's here to talk about his new game, Dose, his new board game, Dose, and he is actually a return guest. You might remember him from the episode on Gravity Warfare. So welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? First off, can we get an update on where Gravity Warfare is and and where that is now? Because when we last spoke about this, your Kickstarter had not even begun yet for Gravity Warfare. Right. So where is it now? What happened to Gravity Warfare? Well, Gravity Warfare has got the uh, the wheels turning. The last update that we sent, uh, we were finalizing a lot of the artwork and the 3D files for all the pieces, you know, making sure everything is correct. Due to the nature of the game, everything has to be correct for it to work well. And um, right now we are waiting for the samples. Um, we were hoping to get them early in the month, but we're still at the beginning of the month. But um, I'm still waiting on confirmation from the manufacturers, which is uh, Gameland, to send the first sample for the game so we can test it out and see how see how things are going. But uh, everything's going pretty well with Gravity Warfare. We're pretty excited. And we can't wait to uh, send it out there to the world. And the crowdfunding campaign was successful, right? Yes, it was successful. On Kickstarter, we raised uh, about 54, 55,000. And uh, in total right now, including the Crowdox or the Pledge Manager uh, platform, we have, we just passed 78,000. All right. Pretty successful for us being the first campaign in our first game. So we're pretty happy about that and then feeling accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a feat to get 
any Kickstarter funded and, you know, this being your first one being launched, uh, the first game designed, it's really exciting. You know, I was definitely rooting for you, you know, back however many months ago when we recorded. It's really exciting to, to see that moving along. But you're actually in the midst of another crowdfunding campaign right now for a game called Dose. So what is Dose? Dose. Dose is our newest game. Uh, we're also pretty excited about it. It's a two-player competitive dice game where you're going to have, you're going to take possession of a group of dice and you're going to take turns placing these dice on a, on a grid. Let me show you. This is Dose. And, uh, you're going to have these dice and you're going to place them on these squares. Uh, you pick one and you put them one by one. And the goal is to make a line of four dice that equal 12. So it's a lot, it's really mathy and thinking. Once you get that line and you fulfill, it's pretty strategic and tactical. Everybody that sees it playing by others or at the conventions that we've gone to, we've gone to uh, Game Fest and um, Maze. Everybody that saw us playing, they immediately thought that they had the game figured out and they could win in, uh, every game. But uh, as soon as they sit down, they see how, how different it is and how challenging it actually is to win. Hmm. I guess somebody that knows what they're doing, I guess. <laughs> Right. And you call it a dice game, but I think it's different than most dice games in that you you never roll dice. You select what side of the die you want to use and you, you use those strategically. So it's a dice right. game without any luck. Right, right. Yeah, um, that is one of the variants. We have a few variants out there that one includes rolling the dice. Hmm. The base game, uh, you choose a number, and then every every die that you place and whatever number you choose is important for you to win the game. Hmm. Where did the idea for Dose start? Where did it first come about? Well, unfortunately, this is another one of my dad's ideas. It didn't come from me. <laughs> uh, he came up with the concept. He like a, like Gravity Warfare, pretty similarly. Similarly, uh, he woke up and then one morning he was jotting stuff down on a piece of paper in the kitchen. And uh, he, after a couple of days of him and uh, my mom testing it out, uh, they showed it to me and we fixed it. <laughs> the first few, the first few versions were a little, I guess, not sketchy, but you know, rough. And uh, we made it into the game that we have right now, and it, it works pretty well. We like how it turned out, and um, that's, that's the story behind Dose. My dad again dreaming about crazy stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. I've, I haven't really heard of a, a game company that has kind of got its basis based on, you know, the ideas of the dad of the founders. So that's really exciting. Yeah, we're liking these first few games, given that we the two of these are our own uh, designs. And we have a few others. These boxes right here, I can show you a little later of ideas that we've had that we prototype for games that are coming up. Uh, so stay tuned. <laughs> but yeah, eventually we we would run out of ideas and we'll go um, like any other publisher, you know, taking in uh, other designers' ideas and and working with them to try to you know compete in this world. Mm -hmm. When working on Dose and you know bringing it from its first its first draft and 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 turning it into a workable game, what games did you look to for inspiration in? And kind of getting your your grasp of the game and, and bringing it to life. My dad is a chess player, so I'm sure that uh, that was uh, very influenced in in 
him coming up with the game. Uh, but the game has been equated to a lot to uh, connect four, uh, tic-tac-toe, and chess. So it has that feeling of um, maybe checkers. I've also heard that. Uh, so it has much more strategy than than uh, tic-tac-toe, connect four, and checkers, but less than chess. Uh, but it's still, if you like those kinds of games and you like the one uh, head-to-head kind of competition uh, between you and another player, I think you really enjoy this game because, you know, you really have to think ahead at least two to three steps ahead of what you're doing uh, mm-hmm. to, to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I didn't really know a lot of what to expect, but I definitely was surprised as I started playing it more and more how many interesting strategies could go on. Because at the beginning, you do think it's very simple. You know, it's just, oh, get four in a row, right? the numbers have to add up to 12 on the faces of the dice. But the fact that you can manipulate the values on the dice changes it so that sometimes you can block a path really quickly or sometimes you get caught in a bind because you want to put a value here, but that'll help your opponent. Right. And talking about like connect four, it's either you put a piece there or you don't. But in this game, it's you put a piece there or not. But if you do place one, what value do you put on it and how does that have repercussions down the road? And that's like a really interesting element of an abstract game that I haven't really seen before. Yeah. Yeah. We've, um, we've been doing the math on the game uh, just as a fun fact and just to know a little bit of more about the game. A lot of numbers have come up where, you know, 20, I think one of the first numbers was 28 quintillion configurations that you can have in this five by five grid with the six possibilities of each die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other numbers that I don't even know do it. The silly. And I don't even know what that is, <laughs> but, uh, the, my dad right now is trying to work out the math. Um, I'm no mathematician, so I can't really help. It's what one times five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a, a, an approximate number of what, you know, try to get a, get the discussion up and going. Uh, we'll, We'll say what we think. I'm also trying to contact um, Numberphile. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Vaguely. Uh, Numberphile, they have a YouTube channel where they do everything, all things math. Games, they have one on Connect4 where they evaluate the configurations of Connect4. But they have myriads of videos there. And uh, we're trying to contact them so we can send them, if we can, send them a, a, a prototype and um, see if they can or, or you know how many configurations they could come up with with the game and all the rules and all the components that we have. That'd be pretty great. That's really cool. You know, I dabble in designing board games and that's one of the things that I wonder about is, well, you know, how much do you dive into the math of it? You know, how much does that help? How much of it is just kind of, like you said, kind of interesting facts about the game. But uh, that's cool that you're looking at getting somebody else's like deep dive impression of, of the, the quantitative aspect of it. One thing that interested me was Dose is a very different kind of game from Gravity Warfare. It's very different from your first game. It's almost like the opposite, you know, Gravity Warfare. (laughs) It's about dexterity. It's about fun, rolling dice, crazy things can happen. And then Dose is, it's all, all strategy and tactics of very precise actions and decisions. Did you find that your methods to develop it were a lot different? because it was a different kind of game or did you have a similar process of creating a finished designed game? 
Uh, well, we did have uh, a similar process. Um, I developed a, um, a screening process for my ideas, uh, DDPS, and I won't say what that stands for. It's just top secret. <laughs> it's just a, like a, um, a procedure that we go through from beginning, from designing the game and developing it, uh, all the way to prototyping and screening it. That's what it is. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. At the end, you find out if, if it's a, a game worthwhile continuing to produce, which some haven't made the cut, of the, the games that we've thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, the procedure was very similar, but it's different in the way that it's a different concept, it's a different game. We didn't want the same. I mean, we knew that it wasn't going to be, you know, haha, fun and a party game per se. It was more competitive, uh, more leaning toward chess kind of thing, like checkers, like I've mentioned. And um, we wanted to focus on that and, and make a game that was that way. I think I've uh, spoken to you before about um, Battleship. I love that game. It's incredible. Um, I remember I got it and I wasn't, it seemed like a kid's game and I didn't really felt appeal to playing it, but I was like, well, I might as well play it and then I'll give it away or, or whatever it was that I was doing. And um, I loved it. It was the 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 cover or the title, none of it, just, you open it and the rules is just like one page or something. There's barely any rules or very simple rules. And I, and I swore that this game wasn't going to be fun, but it was so fun. I love it. It has such a, a cutthroat nature challenging you got to think about your strategy and where you want to move and all you want to do um and it can, can get very intense uh, playing with certain players and uh, right now that's battleship is one of battleship is one of my favorite games and after i played it uh, it was like in the back of my head or a pipe dream that i make a game that is similar in nature that is simple rules very simple to learn but at the same time, challenging and, you know, it's fun to play if you like that type of game. If you like those one-to-one games that, that it's all you. Every, everything you're doing, every action that you take goes toward winning or losing the game. And this really, um, I guess, scratched that itch to make a game that was, um, uh, had that concept for the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. I, I think that's one of the keys to most successful games is that they are simple to teach that the you know your objectives are clear there's not a ton that you have to learn before you start right that the building blocks are simple the strategy may be extremely complex like like you're talking about the number of possibilities can be beyond an imaginable number but it's all based on simple building blocks and i think that's something that's really key to a lot of games that have been successful over time is it's actually almost a cliche that people like to describe their game this way because it's such a great thing that it's simple to learn but difficult to master. Right, right. So far, my my playing of Dose, I, I think it definitely has that kind of uh, uh, has that kind of quality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still play it here at the house, uh, uh, testing it to see if uh, we come up with any new strategies because we've come up with several strategies that are pretty strong. Um, and at the same time, once we come up with a strong strategy, we try to come up with the counter strategy, which we've also found uh, to break the whatever the other player is doing. There's always a defense. Hmm. And um, uh, I really like the game. I, I really like how it turned out. And uh, we incorporated uh, this matrix uh, similar to the chess board where you have one, the, the X axis, uh, one through numbered and the Y axis lettered. So you can uh, record your moves. 
and play. Um, basically, you can play uh, anywhere with anybody where you can say, oh, I'm going to move six to E5. And then they know that you have a six there and you can continue and record your plays. Also, uh, recording strategy. So if you come up with a good strategy, you can always jot it down to remember and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, we're really excited and hopeful with this game. Um, especially because at Maze, we ran a tournament. Some of you might have heard of it already. We wrote a, a, an article after the convention. People of all ages participated, um, from, you know, I think the youngest was 13 or 14 to older guys that were math teachers and everything. They really enjoyed it. Everybody liked it. So we're pretty excited about, um, how the game turned out. Everybody was, what I loved, uh, at the tournament or at the convention throughout because we were demoing it before the tournament was that people were um, engaged in the game. So no matter, I've seen other games that, you know, people just distracted cell phone or just looking around. They were just looking at the board, trying to figure out what the next move was. And no matter their age, kids to adults, they were just like on this board trying to think about their strategy. And that really, that really made us happy. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're kind of talking about uh, how you've been playtesting it and traveling around yeah. and showing it off. Um, you've been doing that for quite a while now with both Dose and then before that, Gravity Warfare. Yeah. What has that experience been like? I know you've been to a lot of different conventions. You've been running playtests uh, yourself and letting people get hands on. What is yeah. it like being like in the midst of the, the board game convention and like the, the gaming convention atmosphere and, and community what has that been like it's been pretty awesome uh, we uh, we've been enjoying it uh, throughout um, I can say that a lot of conventions are uh, different and um, I guess the uh, by state you could say uh, personalities are different all, all the time but, but um, we found that some conventions are really great uh, well I can give you an insight so Many conventions are great just to play board games or to play and meet people. Those are all um, like a given. But there are some conventions that are good for just playing, some that are good for just demoing games because people are more open to playing games that haven't been published, and some that are not. And uh, we've learned through these past couple of years which ones um, to uh, focus on, I guess. Uh, The way we have... um, better exposure of the game and uh, in turn we get more feedback the more open people are for playing the game more people play we get comments here and there which some are good some are bad but we take them all and um, it's been really fun Uh, everybody has been really open to us in the conventions where uh, they offer a space everything that we need for um, uh, to demo the game if we have more than one game or if we are vendors which we unfortunately haven't been able to attend as because we don't have any merchandise yet. Uh, but that just changed uh, now that we have Dose. And uh, we're going to start seeing how uh, the conventions work with us or how we how we go about in selling the games and just being out there as a vendor at conventions and just being more work. Um, I love conventions, and I would love to have more time at a convention as uh, as an attendee and just, you know, meet people. I love meeting people, meeting new faces and playing different games with people, not just working because my work is games, but it is still work. So I got to stay at my table and 
and you know promote the game as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So I guess you mentioned that you are focusing on different conventions. Is there anything else that you've learned over time as you're going to to these different conventions about how you approach them and you know kind of your strategy for getting your name out there and, and getting your board game uh, in front of more people and getting more people to try it? Uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, many conventions uh, or all conventions are different in the way that they do uh, business, the way that they do the marketing or promotions or exposure of new games, especially. Uh, they're all different. Some work with uh, Unpub, which is the uh, unpublished games network. Uh, many designers and publishers that want to promote a game uh, try to go with their network and uh, go to the conventions where they have space. So in, at many conventions, you'll see a hallway where there's a sign that says Unpub. Those are mainly unpublished games that are being demoed by their designers or um, the publisher itself. Sometimes it's both, like us. <laughs> so um, some don't have that. Uh, Unpub doesn't work with every convention. So uh, sometimes we work at a, a demo table that we try to go in the open gaming or as a vendor where even though we're not vending or selling anything, we have the table space and we can show the game and uh, promote the game at least on our website or on the campaigns that are live like right now. Uh, we would promote it, hey, go to our Indiegogo or our Kickstarter, and you'll see the game there. You can pre-order it uh, for yourself. Hmm. Smart Iguana Games, it's very much a family business, uh, as we talked about last time you were on the show. Are there any other important partnerships that you've made or or other groups of people that you've been working with to help bring your games to life? Uh, yes, uh, we've been working with uh, Double Exposure, which uh, they gave us a lot of help uh, when we went to Gen Con. They double exposure. They they uh, focus on people trying to bring out games and and network them, try to connect with distributors and everything, or at least get more exposure. That's their name. They also we haven't partnered with them in that way where they have a copy of our games and they can demo it, but that that could be in the future. Uh, another company that we've partnered with is um, Indie Game Alliance which uh, they also help uh, designers or publishers promote uh, games and connect them with distributors and manufacturers. So we're still um, we're still looking for new partnerships and hoping to grow with uh, with the rest of the community and other other small businesses. Mm-hmm. So your Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign is actually going on right now. Yes. What did you learn from your previous? experience with crowdfunding on Kickstarter and have you made any big changes or uh, different approaches that, you know, since now you have some firsthand experience? Well, a lot, I wouldn't say changed, but a lot, um, the campaign was much smoother uh, to realize the, um, we learned a lot from gravity warfare, uh, everything that we needed to prepare to have. So it took uh, several months to get the the campaign for uh, gravity warfare done. Uh, and then, um, I guess, publish it or, or launch it. Uh, this one, it was much smoother in the sense that we all knew what our roles were and what were what what parts we'll be in charge of. I guess so. Everybody's um, we had a, more, a better idea of what needed to be done in order to get this out and correctly and, and, and well done. Uh, we did have a lot of assets, so the pictures, the um, the information that was going to be put out. We all we gathered that very easily, so it was it was a lot smoother and easier to get this campaign going 
now uh, now that we had the uh, experience from gravity warfare uh our goal with this campaign it is very uh, different from gravity warfare with gravity warfare we didn't need the help uh to get all the molds and everything done to actually make the game uh with this game we um a lot of people don't know we've only gone to about two or three conventions with this game and showed off um we wanted to launch it so quickly um given that we just started working it this year was um with the goal of being able to give it to people or to our backers uh the game for this christmas or this december so the manufactured version of the retail version that that is going to take a few months to produce so that won't be available as well as the jumbo because that's just a lot of work uh but the we have three other versions uh the color splash if you if you're looking at the campaign we have the color splash the special edition and the luxury set which are um, made out of wood and handmade uh we're going to make those ourselves so we can uh, send them to people um, as the orders come in for the campaign that's kind of a cool thing you're doing that i think is kind of a a new trend in gaming uh that's kind of picked up steam of having multiple versions available like deluxe versions right particularly on kickstarter and and you have some pretty neat ones because you have like a jumbo version and you yeah, said that you make that yourself yeah the jumbo i'm in charge of the jumbo so i make these big dice look at this it's a three and a half inch wooden dice and you play with these on a big board which uh, is pretty awesome and, and eye-catching hmm. but they've been really popular at the convention so people just want to play with the big dice <laughs> yeah you know i really like that you had a, a jumbo version of gravity warfare I'm glad you're keeping that going with uh, yeah. Right, the new well, game. yeah, that's something that uh, that uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, that's something that somebody mentioned at the conventions where they saw us with Gravity Warfare and the Jumbo, and now they're seeing us with our second game and a Jumbo version of the game, and they're like, "What? So you're just gonna Jumbo Jumboize all your games?" And, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if they if, if we can, we'll probably do that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. You don't really see a lot of. Um, handmade products these days and i don't think i've ever owned a handmade board game so that's really cool that, yeah. that that's something that you're able to do thank you well i'm not able to do it my dad does. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a master carpenter i i, I mean i did the I, uh, I do the jumbos with uh with his guidance but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have been able to do this in a million years <laughs> yeah well that's awesome that you know you're using a skill that isn't usually associated with games and integrating that and using that as like an advantage and, and right. leveraging that for for something unique that you can do yeah yeah we're really happy i mean everybody does their has their unique skills uh that are put into the uh, this new uh venture that we're diving into with board games um my brother he's a designer so all the art or well, most of the art for all the games is made by him and dulce he did pretty much everything uh, with Gravity Warfare, was my sister, and uh, with the help of a 3D designer and my brother as well. But uh, yeah, these even these boxes um, for the prototypes that a lot of people uh, compliment us on that they look really professional and uh, pretty much you know like uh, I guess retailer style or manufacturer quality. Uh, my mom does these, you know, so mm. they they come out really great and they're pretty awesome. So really happy with uh, everything that is all the unique skills that the the whole family has to bring this game to life. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Can you talk about the best ways to learn about Dose and about your other games and what you got going on, you know, social media and things like that? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, uh, please go to our website. You'll see uh, uh, links to get uh, Gravity Warfare there, but also you'll see Frontline, uh, Dose, and you can click directly to the campaign. Um, again, there are very uh, many versions that you can choose from, uh, the classic to the color splash, which is uh, really popular, and the special edition, the luxury, if you want to get a, a little bit more. Is it panache? Is that the right word? <laughs> uh, panache, panache. <laughs> Yeah, for you know, these are very nice to have and and show off in your in your game library. It'll be a, a great asset. But yeah, we're really excited about Dose. Check out our on our website, on our events page, all our upcoming conventions that we have. That way, if you want to come meet us in person or play one of our, our games, usually we have a a prototype of a new game coming out, and you want to try them out, come and see us. Uh, that'll be awesome. We'll love to have you and talk with you. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I, I got the chance to play some games with Dan at Dice Tower Con this year. Yeah. So I definitely highly recommend that if you have a chance to uh, find Dan and Ivana at a uh, convention. Yeah. We're really excited about the conventions and, uh, and, you know, bringing games out there that are fun and, and people will enjoy. You know, this is a, a family, a family affair. I guess if you can say that, uh, trying our best to be. Uh, very friendly and, you know, family based where, you know, we're not, I guess, big board games, you can say, <laughs> like, like big oil, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mom and pop shop or something like that. So, um, being very personal and meet with our, our fans. So it's, it's always great. All right. Thank you so much for coming on to the live stream and coming on to the show. I'm definitely excited to play some more Dose, and see some more smart Iguana games. All right. Well, thank you for having me. That's it for this week's Intelligence Boost. Be sure to check out the show notes to find the link to the Indiegogo campaign for Dose and the website for Smart Iguana Games and all that. In the next couple weeks, I'll finally be wrapping up the Games and Social Change series with the final episode there. So be looking forward to that. As always, thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Universe.